0: Because I know nothing about Artifact. So, Artifact, and let me spin it to you. Okay. Um, I'll also tell you the monetization that they're planning on it. All right. Okay. Uh, so, Artifact is a Hearthstone three-lane game. So, there's three separate board states. Uh-huh. Um, on each board state, it takes a turn. So, lane one, or as the Dota people like to call it, uh, left lane, middle lane, right lane. You go from right, left to right, and each of you t- play like a sub game in a turn of a, like, effectively, each of you play a game of hearts like a turn of heartstone on each of the lanes one at a time. Uh-huh. How you distribute resources in that lane is that every lane gets x amount of mana. Um, it's Hearthstone-esque in that it goes up by one every every turn, no matter what lane you're in, and you get three to start with. And the entire gimmick of it, besides the three lane thing is that you have five heroes in your deck. Each of those five heroes will automatically add three cards to the deck, which is their signature card. So, uh-huh. like, you're kind of forced to build your deck around it because you're going to get at least 15 cards added to your deck because you require five heroes. Yeah, okay. Um, there are four colors. I I, I guess, before we get the game state, uh, the four colors and the four archetypes of those colors, red... Gets really good heroes. So, like, your hero cards are just things that you can play, uh, usually for free. And if they die, they don't automatically go away. They just go into, effectively, the the graveyard, and then they come back uh, after a few turns. uh, Respawn, one might say. Uh, They keep buffs that they get applied (laughs) to them. They keep equipment that you get equipped to them. And that's effectively how you win the game, is you get your heroes and your spells, and you can play creeps and stuff. Hmm. So, in terms of the game, red in this game is quality heroes. So, red is really aggressively statted, really good statted heroes that have a good effect when they're in combat. So, for example, Bristleback is, I think, a 8-10 in that game. So, can do a lot of damage in the lane, uh, especially when he fights creeps. And when a hero is killed in the lane and he was involved in it, uh, he gets two armor. And armor in that game is straight up negate damage equal to the armor. Hmm. So if you stack armor on a guy, eventually in the game, he just can't be hurt except for direct spells.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, blue, really shitty statted heroes. Really awesome support cards. Okay. Green, really uh, tough butt heroes, i.e., Typically heroes with like 18... big asses. Yeah. Like She's bigger. I think the biggest like ass in green is like something absurd. Like he starts with twenty health. Jesus, so like if you look at Bristleback, Bristleback's like 8-12, I think he is. And like Sniper is like five eight. So like some heroes can be just one shot. Uh unless you like specifically buff him first. Mm-hmm. But they do they have abilities and stuff, but we'll get into that. And then there's black. Oh, and greens uh, usually support cards that buff the lane and stuff. Okay. And black is direct removal and gold gain.
1: Okay. All
0: so right. you build a deck, and then there's neutral cards. Uh, fifth color, I guess, would be colorless. Uh, essentially, neutral cards, which are creeps. Um, you colorless get... color? Colorless is a color, technically.
1: Yeah, got him.
0: Um, <laughs> each color has their creeps as well, and they're kind of similarly stated every well not every hero but a lot of heroes have passives or abilities as well as their signature cards that they shove in the deck because you suppo- you're supposed oh, you're you're supposed to have five heroes any colors it's generally expected to uh have some of each color that you want to play because if you stick a dude in a lane like say you put a red dude in one lane and a green dude in another lane you can only cast green spells on uh, things that are in green lanes. But you, and you can only cast red spells in things that are in red lanes. So if you put a red-green hero together, you can cast a red spell and a green spell in that lane. Okay. But you can't cast a blue spell in that lane. If you have a blue guy in that lane, you can cast a blue spell on that lane, but you can't cast the red-green. So you're effectively just expected to build, like, two, maybe three-color decks if you want to, like, not go heavy on the color. It's effectively kind of like Magic in that if you start... If you build a five-color deck in a competitive setting, you're going to have a hard time because you need all of that mana. Correct. Yeah, that especially deck I was
1: just playing as five colors.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of setup you need for all of that, and it's like, the game is expected like the game you're expected to snowball in because as I've said before, if your heroes die in lane, they don't go to the graveyard and disappear; they come back and they keep their buffs. Okay. So uh deck construction i can't remember how many like cards you need in a deck but effectively what you're expecting is stuff that modifies um stuff that modifies the the hero and creeps in the lane uh stuff that effectively damages the hero and creeps in the lane uh which is atypical and stuff that explicitly says destroy that in a lane get <laughs> get 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 out get yeah, uh, get, get, get shoot out. shoot shoot get out of here. Uh, fuck off <laughs> Um, And then every turn, like at the beginning of the game, you automatically get three heroes. And the heroes are in a separate deck. You don't have to draw your heroes to get more heroes. They just come periodically. Um, Your deck is just purely support and creeps to pad out the lane so that you don't immediately die. The objective of the game is to either kill the towers on any two lanes before your opponent, or kill a tower in an ancient because the lane that gets its tower dead is not, like, moot. It spawns at 80 health, uh, which it starts at 40, because 40 is the tower. So you can either kill two 40 health things, or if one, if the both of those lanes you're just trying to hold on to your towers, you can go for a heavy push on uh, the Ancient that spawns every time you kill a tower. Mm-hmm. So uh, 40 health tower, kill it, 80 health thing spawns. And then you can kill that to win the game or kill one of the other towers. Okay. Um, game starts, you draw your hand of buff cards or support cards or creeps, um, combination of, of many of them. Uh, much like any other deck, you're expected to shuffle, so you're not guaranteed to get like your chief spells or your, yeah. your, like, a, like your, your colored spells. And then you assign three heroes that you choose to the three lanes. Uh, you can stack up, but it's generally not recommended considering that... You can have, like, dudes with 12 attack at the beginning of the game, hmm. and the only thing you can shove in front of them are creeps, which is awful. Sounds it. <laughs> and any time that you uh, <laughs> kill an enemy, uh, like, on their side of the board, you get gold.
1: Okay.
0: Now, gold is spent on free spells that augment heroes or heal heroes, depending on if they're consumable, or to say, alright, picking up that hero, I'm going to plant it in another lane. And there are a lot of spells and abilities in the game that essentially just say, activate this, uh, randomly put this hero on another lane. Like, it's a a lot of disruption, a lot of, uh, like, snowball-based game. Yeah. So you you effectively have to just ruin the opponent's snowball when you snowball. All right. Um, And, of course, if you snowball on one lane so hard, like, you have a bunch of creeps and you're dedicated to one lane, and you kill that lane... Uh, they can. They, they definitely have the ability to just pick up their heroes, go to another lane, and race you down yeah. and kill you We're faster. Better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Um, so effectively, it's,
1: it's 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 a true MOBA card game.
0: Yeah, it's actually like kind of amusing how they adapted it. And I can dig it. Uh, some of the ability, like some of the things that you buy, because at the end of the turn, you like all all the graveyard timers tick down. Obviously. Yeah. Um, the cooldowns of your abilities on your cards tick down and the shop opens up and you and your opponent can buy out on the shop and uh effectively uh you can either grant heroes just raw stats or abilities like helmet dominator i think uh gives eight health or no it gives armor i think it gives like something absurd like four armor And it gives the hero an ability that's effectively choose a creep, take control of it. Oh. Which is super good. That's decent. On, like, I think a four-turn cooldown, which is not that bad. Hmm. So games are expected to last about eight, nine turns. Um, I watched a few games on the tournament they had just for release. Hmm. Uh, And how you play your cards is that whoever has initiative plays their card first, and your opponent plays his card and then you play your card until you run out of mana. And if you F6, like, if you have no cards to do, that just passes the turn to the opponent. That can just play cards. Um, I think you can either F6 or just pass so that your opponent can just play cards. But if you pass and the opponent doesn't play, you just skip the turn and it goes on to the fight phase. Okay. Um, as well, it's not specifically... If you're in front of the guy, you fight him... Um, so how it works is if you're in front of a guy, you fight him, which, obviously. Yeah. But if there's a guy right beside you, um, there's no guarantee that it'll just go to face. Um, in fact, at the beginning of the game, while you're divvying up the creeps and the heroes and stuff, uh, each empty board slot gets assigned a, uh, a direction. So that guy will either go face, or sometimes you'll draw... Attack this hero, like hit this this thing that exists on the board. It's really weird.
1: That's a lot of moving parts at that point.
0: Um, it's a lot of moving parts. Uh, graphically, like me explaining to it, you have to like write down, take notes. But graphically, it makes sense. Like they they do everything one step at a time, fairly slowly. Okay. And the entire turn has a five minute like. I think the entire turn, I think it res- I don't think it resets when it goes to the next lane, but the entire turn has like a chess timer of when it's your initiative. You have 5 minutes to make a to make your entire move type of thing. So it just keeps the game going cuz again, it's a slower paced MOBA card game. Yeah. Um so yeah, back and forth until two towers or one ancient dies. Um I think it's very interesting. A, because it's new. I don't know if, like, the gameplay will last. Yeah. Uh, But it's effectively what you want to do in a card game, just snowball, and there's just a lot of moving parts, so it's really hard to snowball on all lanes that you have to focus one at a time, and then your opponent can, if they're running black especially, just say, all right, fucking kill that guy. Hmm. And black is also, oddly, the color of gold. So, like, there's a card in black that effectively just says, double your gold. Oh. Yeah, so you can... Supplement your lack of buffs in red. Like, if you if you run, like, a, a pure black deck, you can mimic a lot of the other deck types just because you have that gold to spend at the shop. Yeah. And there's guaranteed one consumable, and I don't know if there's a guarantee of the quality of the, of the items, but I think it refreshes every time you, like, buy out. So, like, you buy out, and I think one item spawns, and then you can just keep spending money.
1: Yes, the the more you speak, the more I'm like, all right, maybe I
0: have to actually watch this to kinda because I I,
1: yeah. I I got it for a first while, and then after after a couple minutes, I'm like, all right, maybe this is a little too complex.
0: Well, I did just dump information. Effectively, the yeah. phases go place shit. You get two creeps and your heroes for the turn.
1: But yeah, I guess. Well, like, I mean, I can describe magic in a couple of ter- like a couple of sentences, really. Artifact well, it seems like it's way more involved.
0: It's way more involved, and I also think it's just because it's new. Like, there's no uh there's not a lot of like shortcut speak yeah um like you can cut down phases but where this is new i have to uh, explain like okay there's not specifically an upkeep or a stack it's literally a back and forth on each lane and then after that uh it goes to attacks and then after that it goes to the new turn and then after all that's resolved it goes to the buy phase and then goes back the upkeep mm. Yeah, um, it's not as complicated as I'm making it, likely.
1: Yeah, no, it still seems like something I need to uh, yeah. kind of witness in order to get my brain around it. Because Richard Garfield did
0: work on it, too. Yeah. So that's, um, that's
1: kind of why I'm interested in it.
0: That's kind of like the the magic thing, though. Like, if you just explain magic to someone who hasn't seen it play and see the, the uh, mechanics operate, I think it just purely explaining it doesn't... Do it justice a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I might. I'm definitely biased from playing Magic so long. But yeah. I feel like I can get that down in a couple sentences. In uh, effect, not so much.
0: So the monetization is twenty dollars to base game, but they give you, I think, more than twenty dollars to start with. Okay. So I think you get a f- quite a few packs. Uh, every pack has at least one of the highest rarity, which is rare. Uh, one hero guaranteed, and I think like twelve commons slash uncommons. Hmm. So, like, there's quite a bit in a pack. Uh, I think each pack is, like, $2 American. And then you have event tickets. And event tickets, I think, are on bundles of five for... I want to say it's a dollar each, but I honestly can't remember. So, the event tickets are mainly just for competitive. Yeah. Um, so, you can either do a draft in which you don't get the packs uh, for, I think, an event ticket. Uh, constructed play for an event ticket. Um, and Phantom Draft, which is uh, two event tickets and five packs, and then you keep the cards you take. Wait, really? Um, yeah. So if it, like Phantom, essentially you just draft the packs that you go in, but you enter into effectively a a league when you pay when you pay, and then it keeps track of your wins. And you can technically go infinite if you go if you win three times on each of them, except for the Phantom Draft. You can you win your tickets back. Yeah, and if you go any more, you win more tickets. Yeah. Um. So there's nothing for first win and second win. You have to go three wins in order to like push through to uh, value town. Through to value town yeah. and all like competitive tournaments that are officially held will be draft.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Uh, it's interesting in the fact that official things are going to be draft because I don't think they want a meta game. I think they want who can build the deck. Th- best with using the
1: tools. It does make the deck-building bravado more important, but then it feels like, why would I ever play Constructed then? Um, Like, because I play... We we play Magic, even though we don't really play high-tier competitiveness. We're playing in what is the format that would be played if we want to play competitive, so it kind of gets us, if we want to, we can.
0: I'm fairly certain... It's just a Valve decision. I'm fairly certain. If anyone else wants to make like a, a artifact tournament, they'd probably also use constructed. It's just a waste of like mechanics. Oh well,
1: yeah, I don't know. It just it feels like well, at that point, like you you could you could build a great deck, uh-huh. but if that person opened like a couple bomb cards, you can't win. So it feels like there's less strategy. I feel, in a lot of cases.
0: I feel as though in order to like th- to compensate for that uh i don't actually know the rules for competitive draft i know regular draft is just five packs so you get your five heroes and whatever else supplements it yeah um oh no it might be more i actually i need to look this up more honestly
1: because like in magic i i do the draft in arenas as, as much as i can yeah and if i build a demir deck Sweet, I feel great. Surveil is a great mechanic. It kind of sets up my draws, feels good. But if I'm playing, I guess, another Demir deck and they just have the, like, 6 6 for 5 pay 2 Surveil 2,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't win. You just, you don't win against that. You just lose. There's no point in even trying.
0: Again, it's early. I, I think either they're moving with draft Forward and now, or they just did that for the early tournaments because it's new. Like, they just want everyone to explore interactions and stuff. But regardless, um, and every card that you get, and every pack, and every event ticket is sellable via Steam Marketplace.
1: That's not bad then.
0: So, if, for example, you have a constructed deck that you love to play, and you think uh, you don't need to improve at all, and that's the deck, and you don't want, like, or say you want uh, just like red green stuff because you don't want to play any of the other colors, you can yeah. just sell them off and potentially. Depending on the market, uh, get essentially event tickets or other things for free. I don't hate that. Um, you can't cash out just because it's Steam Wallet. Yeah. Um, but for I mean, example, buy a game. Yeah. It's for example, time. say you play long enough or do well enough in the competitive mode that you just ramp up event tickets or something. You could just sell it off. Or say you just want to sell out of the game because you thought it was interesting. You could likely, at least now. I don't know about in the future. But you can sell off all of your stuff, or all of your valuable stuff, for maybe more or less than what you paid for. Yeah. Which is a little bit better than a lot of the physical card games, considering of the whole, like, merchantile amount. Yeah. yeah, trying to sell off that
1: stack of rares right there is going to be much more difficult.
0: Yeah, like, you can just shove the stack of rares at the shopkeeper, but, like, you're going to get bulk and really the Steam Marketplace incentivizes just putting it on the market and sitting there waiting for someone to buy it. Um, So it's just a lot easier. And that's effectively uh, the gist of Artifact. Um, The packs are very chock-full. And I don't know, again, how many cards are expected to be in your deck. Hmm. I honestly can't remember. I don't know if it's 40. Um, That would kind of make sense, considering uh, that 20 of those cards are heroes. Yeah. because of the five hero cards and the uh 50 or excuse me no because that would take up 40 slots so more than 40 because you have to yeah don't worry about it sure. take up 30 slots you have to put creeps and other support spells in there yeah no
1: it, it's it sounds interesting
0: it's, I I don't
1: know what it would take for there to be in that game to pull me from playing magic as much as I do
0: it's Int- yeah, yeah that's effectively it it's mechanically interesting it's definitely trying to do like to innovate which yeah. is kind of kind of fun it's it's scary in some cases it's but... pushing it's pushing management decision uh man- management things because um it's randomly determined on whether or not the creep in your lane will attack the guy like the guy beside the lane he's in not the lane but the uh, beside the slot he's in in his lane or if he's just going to go face, um, you can't really plan out a lot of the, like, percentile-based stuff. Like, there's a green card that if you stick in lane, which, again, you have to have a green hero in that lane, um, that effectively says whenever a creep... And I can't remember if there's a way to kill it or if it's a self-killing thing if there's nothing in the lane, but it effectively says uh, whenever this creature is reduced down to zero... Uh, 50-50 shot, coin flip it, it survives with one. Like, stuff like that. But I think that's a hero power, not a... Uh, like, there's, there's there's a specific hero that does that.
1: I was just like, before you even started on that, I was really hoping that they'd cut down on any sort of RNG. And then you explicitly said two things that are exactly RNG, and I yeah. got a little little, little frowned. Because, like, I, I like Herston. I yeah. like it a whole bunch. But, like, the RNG... Of drawing a card is bad enough versus... I put this on the board and RNG happens and maybe some something good. Like, um, I mean, even to take it down to a base mechanic of, uh, like, Knife Juggler. It's like, uh, yeah. there's there's a board filled with
0: ones. Just hit any... Oh, you hit the face. All right, cool. I think much like Dota itself, it has the RNG elements, but you're expected to snowball past them. Like, I'm oh. fairly certain the axe in the lane with uh his signature card of fight the three things in front of x uh will likely get through the 50 50 or if not will reduce them to so low that the 50 50 really doesn't matter well, yeah, I
1: mean, like, if we go back to the MOBA thing, the RNG in that is a lot more reduced and more dependent on the actual players themselves versus the actual hero, in most cases. Yeah. Ogre Magi, fucking you can get out of here. <laughs>
0: well, Ogre Magi, uh, some of the crit builds that are real silly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, like crit I can understand being a, a percent-based mechanic. I don't like building crit most of the time unless I can ensure 100% crit, but when it comes to RNG based on heroes and lane stuff, it's just yeah. down to character play, right?
0: Well, yeah, it, it tries to do a lot of character play. Like, there, there's, there are still a lot of targeted mechanics. Good. Um, Obviously, like Sniper, for example, is a black card, and his hero power is deal 10 damage to a thing in any lane, which okay. is really strong, considering that a lot of things are you have to cast this in a lane where there's a black hero. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I think there are spells that circumvent that. I think there are spells that if you have a green hero on the board... You can cast this in any lane, or this affects other lanes, Um, which are specific spells. I think they're few and far between. Mm. Um, So long as you control and that thing is, like, the the green hero is not dead. If the green hero is dead and not in a lane, you can't cast green spells in either that lane or at all if it's a multi-lane thing.
1: That does make sense. Yeah. I was gonna ask about that if like if they go dormant or whatever you mentioned that like you could still cast yeah. in that lane but
0: I haven't actually seen a lot of blue spells be played I think it's just because blue is kind of designed much like th- the game itself in dota to snowball like to snowball at the end so yeah. in the late stages the uh, blue cards go really strong because I think uh... oh yeah uh, <laughs> I-, I think Luna is a blue card. Uh, and Luna is effectively... Uh, her, her hero power is choose and stun. And her signature power is... I can't remember if it's how many things she's killed or how many turns it's been. But whatever that is X, uh, deal four damage X amount of times. It's fucking crazy. Jesus. Yeah, so feel
1: like I'd play blue.
0: <laughs> just, I don't know, that, that feels like... Blue Blue is combo color, which is kind of atypical of it. It's just that their heroes are shit, and they really need the blue support or a support of another color. Yeah. Even black heroes, black heroes are squishy, but black heroes have a lot of punch to them and have cards that say just destroy. Yeah. Especially when you have an axe that has natural 2 armor, and you could put armor on him, and he has a fuckload of, like, fuckload of health. It's very... Uh, cathartic to say okay so we have a literal titan on the board i'm just gonna kill it oh yeah <laughs> bounty hunter comes in now you did.
1: please go um i guess speaking of dota we were back on our shit yeah for a little bit I, I mean when we made time we just played dota instead of siege that's fine um and we don't really have much time to game, so.
0: Dota is definitely like a thing that I need to out-practice in. I feel like Dota Turbo would be a worthwhile thing getting into. Just because the mechanics are the same, it just goes faster. And yeah. I feel like getting in and out on a stop in 15 minutes is a lot better than getting in and out on a stop at 40.
1: A lot of the yeah, time. I just watched a man die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I mostly wanted to do, like, the, the normal stuff myself just to kind of get back into, the, like, the slow pacing before I just started jamming shit, which uh, is...
0: Yeah, f- I, I think for a warm-up, we should do a Dota Turbo and then go into slow stuff just so that we get into click patterns and stuff. Yeah. Uh, because I think movement and getting used to looking around the map is probably one of the better things we can do. Yeah. That's kind of what it facilitates. I really like Dota Turbo. Yeah,
1: we I, I only played it that once, I think?
0: Yeah, that once I'm when we queued for both. Yeah. Um, and I feel as though in a learning environment, Dota Turbo was not. But once no. you want to, say, learn a hero, you have an understanding of the build and farming, you could transition to Dota Turbo in order to get used to everything. Um, and then go back to Dota slow so that you can go uh, have fun with the finer mechanics. Because Dota Turbo, you can snowball... And that's it. That's the game. Is snowball the game. Whereas Dota, you have a lot of counterplay to snowballing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of heroes in the game that effectively say, if you leave me alone for five minutes, it's going to be really hard in ten, for example. Yeah.
1: So, um, the games where you weren't involved in the, I when I said I was going to try and play Broodmother, mm-hmm. never got to pick Broodmother. Everybody kept picking Broodmother.
0: Ah, uh, she must be hot shit right now. I thought she was an off-meta hero, but something—everything uh, changes.
1: So I just played Legion Commander. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And um, every game of Legion Commander, I got better and better to the point where I was the snowball on the team. Yeah. And everybody else was just like one of those. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you? Why? why is this happening? Why are you brain dead? Like one of those situations. I just so like I. <sighs> those... I, I hate to say like snowballing matters like. So much in that game, but, like, y- you get one person that snowballs, and it takes, like, an entire team to take them out.
0: Well, that's why it's very interesting to see in team play, because uh, I think I was talking to Zach about it, considering we were just talking about, like, Dota in general, and uh, comparison to Hots. Um, see, I don't... Yeah, I don't like Hots, because I don't feel like I'm contributing. And that's what I said to Zach, Zach but... At the same time, Hots is definitely less of that game. Hots is aiming to uh, be a inclusive Mario Kart of a game. Yeah, and it's I kind guess... of like I always like the equivalent of Hots is Mario Kart, or uh, Dota is the Hots as Mario Kart is to uh, Gran Turismo, say. Yeah. Because I played... I, I, I played that racing game, and I just did not understand why people appealed to it. Yeah, no, I don't like it at all. Um, and I would even go further to say uh, Smash Brothers is to insert a lot of... Uh, prob- maybe maybe not Street Fighter, but, like, a very input-heavy fighting game.
1: Yeah, like Tekken uh, or something.
0: Like, all of them have really, really deep mechanics... Um, but the seat, like, the floor is so low to the ground that you can just have fun with it. Yeah. Um.
1: I can't say too much in my comparison of Hots to anything, though, because I just play Avatar,
0: yeah. and I
1: just sit in corners, go, all right, here, you get a hat, and go, my bugs.
0: so my, my problem with it is it's forcing, like, it's forcing you to play a certain way, and after playing Dota for so long, I just can't get as into it as a lot of other people. Well, yeah,
1: that's that's the thing for me, too, is I played League of Legends for years, and even playing Dota scratches that little itch of, like... I, it, it, I don't like the feeling of everybody's holding hands on a team. Like, because that's, that's what it is in HOTS. It's it, I don't know. It doesn't feel like you're, as an individual, worth anything.
0: Well, the circumvent... Like, I can circumvent the uh that feeling in maybe there's a few heroes or a subset of heroes that I haven't played that will just make me feel like I'm contributing more in a team but i feel like the 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 crux of the issue in hot's is the fact that individual skill is less rewarded yeah but team play is still rewarded
1: yeah, yeah. so like okay. Especially in that game, you don't really get the, a, a good ability to speak with everybody. Like I find, since everybody does treat it like the Mario Kart, everybody's a little bit more laissez-faire. And then call-outs hardly happen. Um, team fights are much rarer, I find, at least in the games I've played in the past little while. And yeah, like I, I don't feel the individual does I mean, matter. I
0: think we're comparing casual to a more... like I think in a team... Yeah. Like, in a fight, like, the the best way to play both of those games are a 5v5 environment. Yeah. In like... a 5v5 environment, individual skill is less rewarded, but team play is still as rewarded as it is in, as it is in Dota, but that's only because in Dota, your individual skill matters so much that it impacts the team, uh, core, like, it impacts the team skill. Yeah. Like, for example, if you are a level 6 guy going into a fight with twelve level guys, you are going to contribute less because you have less of the items and less of the levels that you need in order to make a huge impact. Yeah, exactly. Um, however, in HOTS, and I'm really not complaining about HOTS. I think HOTS is an ingenious game. Oh, it's fine. In that it solves the problem of the lowest common denominator of your team. The lowest common denominator, fuck me. The, low, the weakest link of your team is not dragging the team down. In Dota... If you have a clear weakest link that just picked up a computer today, it feels like it's dragging you down. And that's yeah. the problem.
1: And, like, I, I would probably love HOTS if we had a full five. Yeah. Because, like, at that, like, because when I play by myself or, like, just even with one other person, I don't really care about everybody else on my team nearly mm. as much. So since they're all just blind faces to me, my individual ability matters way much more than, like, the entire teamwork. If we had a full five stack, then I would care, like, oh, Zach's not doing well. Maybe we should feed him a couple things, like let him be in the lane safely. Or, you know, it's just, like, kind of kind of more supportive. I don't know that fucking Rusky. Fuck him. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's just that's just my mindset when it comes to it. So, like, it's, it's better when, I mean, all three of us are together because we're the majority of the team. Mm-hmm. So I do feel that camaraderie is a little bit more involved. But definitely when it's just by myself, I don't want to play HOTS.
0: Well, solo queue is definitely like it, it's it's kind of the meme. Solo queue is oh, yeah, not cancer that game at all.
1: <laughs> pure cancer.
0: Like you're just gonna have a bad solo queue. Anything is pure cancer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, actually. It's like I I can't think of a game where anybody has said, "Man, solo queue fucking sucks." Except for maybe Hearthstone, <laughs> where all you have is solo queue. There you go. I mean, you relying
0: on other people. If it was like a 2 in a giant thing, I'm definitely going to have words. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I'm fairly certain during the, like, tavern brawls with the boss, I'm just like, guy, I know you have it. Oh my
1: god, right? Like, when you have to take down that big taunt when it has ninety health, and, like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you, why, why won't you attack it? Just attack the, what are you doing? Don't be afraid. Why did you destroy my thing? What is wrong with you? I didn't need to draw some, fuck
0: off. (laughs) Insert, person who just picked up a computer today. Yeah. This was his first interaction.
1: (laughs) I mean, the internet is just made for me to hate everybody, so... I guess I get that like, I get what I sow I what I sow when All it comes right. to playing MOBAs. that's 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 fair
0: yeah I, I think it's just infuriating in that uh, again you can feel it like if you rely on four other people and one guy is just not playing ball like you feel the disadvantage it's very easy to differentiate the difference in your mind and just like seeing five guys versus four guys yeah. In your mind five guys versus four guys. You're 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 already climbing up a hill with this one fifth on your team that's just not that be basically being a minus one.
1: Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Tyler. <clears throat> Whoa.
0: Oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> oh jeez.
1: Just don't put the rope plates. I'm sorry where they come in. That's all you have to do.
0: Fucking right in action. Tyler for the first turn. Come on, man. God damn it, Tyler
1: <laughs> Uh speaking of I gotta go get that guy
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh But, yeah, when it comes to, like, semi-strategy games like that, I definitely would rather with a bunch of people. Just because even if we fuck up, then I can still have
0: fun with it and I don't get enraged. Well, like, yeah. Uh, There's there's definitely a lot of team planning. Uh, Effectively, you're just social tailoring to other people at that point, and it's really difficult. Yeah. Oh, I say really difficult. It's really difficult for me, because I can't, like, read a guy who I physically don't know on the internet with no face... And has a mic literally up his asshole that he's trying to speak yeah, What the into. fuck is with the Dota people having
1: a microphone right here when they speak?
0: Because they all wear headsets. I mean, I, I wore a headset for a
1: long time, and that microphone. Oh my god, like, I don't know. I, maybe it was just me and, like, having a microphone for ages, but I, I used, like, a shitty Steel Series headset for my first microphone, and that thing was, like, far enough away that it wasn't just, like,
0: oh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Me and Zach played Overwatch for a little while. Um, sorry. Well, it was, was... the ca- most
1: Canadian sorry
0: I think I've said? Sorry. 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 It was casual. It was rather relaxing compared to the Siege. Um, and that's not really like a jab at it, but I still have <laughs> gripes about the game, and it yeah. definitely didn't help the fact that I have gripes against Overwatch. But it was a very... I guess it was just different... And I enjoyed myself a lot more coming at it as a, I'm just playing the game, as opposed yeah. to, I'm like fighting for imaginary points.
1: Well, yeah, like, when, when you're playing Overwatch casual, or just Overwatch in general, like, you're just, the, the difference between that and Siege is you're constantly throwing bodies at it, right? Yeah. Like, throw your body at the problem, throw your body at the problem, you know, you 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 get, they get rewarded with alts and shit, but, like, you're not really, I don't know, de- de- to more fucking destroyed in the process. Like, you, you you lose out of the team fight, sure, you can regroup, fine, you can get back to your team. When you play Siege, if you get shot in the head, you're out for the round. Like, you're, I feel like that's
0: more... Well, as well, you cool. have a lot more to do when you're out of the game. Yeah. You can go into player perspective and be second eyes, which is yeah. very important. Very important. You can go into cameras and be second eyes, which is very important. Like, you can contribute to the team when you're dead, and that's yeah. my favorite part of it, so... One of my favorite parts about Siege. Because in Counter-Strike, if you die, then you're just gone. And, like, your second eyes are effectively just a third-person view. Like, you're not helping out the team. You're just looking. But at the same time, it's such a skill-intensive game that if you see something interesting, you're (laughs) like, oh, I'll try that. Fuck. Um, So, like, there's a lot to learn. Whereas in Overwatch, you don't get that chance. You get... I have to now immediately go through my body into the wall again. But... Yeah, that's it's just a, inherent. You gotta do
1: the run back, which is boring. Um, the gameplay I find is just. It's so alt dependent.
0: Well, like. Okay. The run back thing, I have a gripe against. And I never really, like, outwardly say it, but it feels like every character is kind of running in mud. Like everyone starts, and I expect them to accelerate up to a point. In Counter Strike, you accelerate up to your running speed. Yeah. In Siege, you accelerate up to whatever the equivalent of running you're doing speed because yeah full told. sprint yeah.
1: But like the maps are so small that it doesn't really matter.
0: Um, and then in Overwatch, you go at one flaccid pace. Yeah. Um, until Lucio comes by, and you're like. You go from 1 to 3 immediately. Yeah. Like, there's no ramp-up. So it feels really weird. I can see why they did it. It's kind of why, instead of rocket <laughs> jumping, you just press shift. In fact, Zarya can do better rocket jumps than, like, Pharaoh can. Yeah, the, uh...
1: I mean, I, I understand the point of the run back because, like, if you're pushing on an objective and you die and you have to run back, that gives the people defending you know, better chance to defend, mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't have died. Like, that that's where your individual skill comes in, right? But, oh, look, I died, my ult came back, I came back, I popped, like, Death Blossom, everybody's dead, now we take the point, cool. It well, just, I don't know. Like, it's, the, the, it's... the ult-dependent really grinds my gears. If I could play Overwatch without ult, I think that would probably be a much better game.
0: I agree with you. I can see the skill in ult counting, but at the exact same time, with alt timing being varied for every hero, for alts being determined by damage numbers and nothing else, and by alt numbers, um, effectively, how do the counterplay in alts don't exist. You no. either kill the enemy team or you save your team. That's the that's the only counterplay you have. And yeah. made
1: through a snowstorm, I got out of it. Maybe. The the,
0: the only counterplay is you push Q to murder their team or you push Q to heal the team past where they can't be murdered. So you have two people on your team that effectively save people from four people on their team. But there's still two people that, like, I understand why they did it. They looked at Team Fortress 2 and said, okay, class-based shooter... What's the problem in Team Fortress 2? Team Fortress 2 has a lot of stalemates because there's nothing really besides the other team fucking up that we can do in order to move past the game. What can we do? Well, we're going to add, like, add a button that says break stalemate, move in. Yeah. And, but unfortunately, there's also the teammate fucks up portion of the game, so it's much more reliant, like even more so, on just building your ults and making a stalemate with ults, as opposed to, um, so now one person fucked up, and he has his ult, so he's coming in. It's just fucking the randomness of the ults is yeah. all is you've
1: awful. done is move the goalposts of your stalemate. You yeah, still yeah. Have stalemates.
0: <laughs> he's like stalemates are just inherent in the game. Yeah, um, like stalemates like the stalemate breaker in TF2 was effectively the only cue you could push in that you're invincible for 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like and even then if you have two people that are invincible for 10 seconds and the other team pops their invincibility for 10 seconds, now it's a death match and whoever wins that death match, whoop de doo, they get to the push the point. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah, and I mean it doesn't it's, it doesn't change enough of like it what they thought what they were doing by putting ults in just did not make the game more enjoyable.
0: Well, like, okay, so beginning, it was really fun because everyone was figuring out what the fuck are we going to do. Yeah. And there's no polarizing ults. Like, the polarizing ults, like, there there were more kill-the-enemy-team ults than there were uh, rebuild ults, except for Mercy. Mercy's ult was obnoxious. When you huh. press Q and you, like, break that stalemate and you win... Uh, guess what? Five people revived. Guess, good, 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 yeah, uh, that's get another the thing.
1: Like, yeah, you throw your all that You saved up, like, part of the game to use. Everybody used it, and then, oh, they're all up again. Cool. Um, Let's sit back and wait for our numbers to go back up to 100.
0: Thankfully, they changed that. Mercy just now has a chain heal, so. Yeah. Um, So that was fixed, but there's still not a lot of, like... When you press Q and you instantly win, I don't understand how that feels good in any sense besides... Oh, this made me feel good because I killed a guy. Yeah. Doomfist has an ult that says if you're in trouble, press this and either you kill the enemy team or you get out of jail free. Yeah. Um
1: There's not enough steaks.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm hungry, I want steaks. I
1: I mean that that's kind of the case, right? Like I don't know, if we if we go back to the Dota comparison, everybody has an alt, sure, but like that doesn't just wreck Unless you've snowballed, like, because again, individual skill is very important in that. If you snowballed the shit out, then maybe, like, getting an ult off is going to be pretty important, because well, now you've. You, you, like, it's, it's harder to win a 3v5 because you just knew two of our
0: people. Well, there's a reason why <laughs> a lot of the carries don't have a stun the entire team ult, is because that there's that, be that they're the snowball. <laughs> like, there's only one person that does, and. It's Faceless Void, and we know how fucking annoying that character is. Oh, yeah.
1: But, like, the thing is that there's the parody, too, of, like, if you walk into it as... Even if it's your teammate, you freeze.
0: Yeah. Which is... So, like, it's a Kind lot... of fair. Yeah. So, that's why your weaker characters have stronger alts and stronger abilities in general. Yeah. Like, that's you...
1: That's how you build, like, glass cannons versus tanks. But... Ooh, does it feel bad when, like, yeah, you, you spend most of the game just going, all right, we got my ult, oh, it didn't matter. Oh, I got my ult, oh, it didn't matter. In Overwatch versus, got my alt. all right, build a team. Let's 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 get in, juke yeah. this, get in here, get that. Like, I like strategy. <laughs> and I know in a shooter you can't really strategize because it's a shooter, unless it's Siege. Like, I, I find that there's a good amount of strategy when it comes to Siege. Like, enough that it scratches the little itch of having strategy versus the big itch that's Shooter. And, and Dota did scratch the itch of playing
0: a strategy game that, I don't know there's still a bit of shooter itch in there I feel okay so in, in Overwatch um, I, I, I've, I've been hearing a saying mostly by like I think it was Seagull who coined it just because he was that's right I actually because yeah, because he, he posted the video like a few days ago I don't even watch
1: Seagull and I heard about this
0: Um, where like he just like I I don't know if it's where he coined the phrase or if it was just one something he heard from other critiques of the game but there's too much MOBA in Overwatch Mm -hmm. Um, like abilities are cool I I I like that their archetypes I like yeah I love class-based shooter I like that they dumbed down a lot of the really taxing Mm -hmm. mechanics in TF2 and other class-based shooters like uh, it's, it's really inclusive and really good when you can just say, oh, you have to rocket jump over that ledge. Uh, in TF2, there are several thousand different ways you can do it, but mm-hmm. probably five correct ones. Yeah. Um, like C-tapping in TF2 is uh, you have to time your crouch button in time for the explosion to push you while you're crouching, but to get better air control... Uh, while you're in the air. So if you're crouching in the air, you have worse air control than if you just tap the button, crouch as you're jumping, and firing at your feet or behind you, depending on how far you need to go. Um, Whereas in Overwatch, you push a button, you hold down space, and you get just as far. That is probably the better thing, because it's making TF2 obtuse and impenetrable. But in this game, there's so many good ideas of Junkrat places a thing at its feet, He flies X amount of distance. It really doesn't matter. The air momentum in this game is weird. X amount of distance. That's very weird. That's 10 out of 10. The mechanical skill comes when you, as Junker, decide, I need to get over there, but I'm way back here that one mine can't do it. I'm going to blow up another mine in the air so I can get there faster.
1: Yeah, giving him two mines was great.
0: Like, I, I, I feel like lowering the floor in that type of game is always better and then having the huge mechanical skill. But the problem with Overwatch is especially with ults, uh, the ceiling is kind of lowered there. Way because long. even the shittiest player can say, I have a hundred percent, I'm going to participate. And although that feels good, the mouthfeel in competitive just feels a little weird. Or yeah. mouthfeel in I guess not competitive, because competitive has like timing and coordination. The mouthfeel in mid-level play feels weird. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I mean, it's good on them to have a shooter where anybody can go in and feel like they're contributing. Yep. Like if you're a noob, you don't know what you're doing. You pick Lucio, you press Q. Your team's very healthy. Congrats! Like you can maybe push a point a little bit better. You've contributed. Yay! But I I don't know. I've you've after you've learned the game, you still only get to press Q and everybody's healthy and yay. Nope. <laughs> In I don't point, know, it's like, there's there's definitely no ceiling when it comes to, uh, like, there's no good ceiling.
0: A weird comparison to that would be critical hits in TF2, because they do exist. Yeah. Um, competitive, they cut out critical hits, they cut out shot variants. Yeah, okay. So, you know, in TF2, in pubs, or in servers and stuff that have non-competitive settings, you shoot a shotgun, random pellet bullet spread. Yeah. Um, and of course, the further you get, the wider that spread is. And you can sometimes critical, which negates damage fall off. Yeah. So, uh, potentially, in uh, pubs, if you get right into a range where uh, all of your hits... Okay, so, in pubs, if you get into a range where all of your pellets normally hit in competitive, because competitive has a fixed bullet spread that gets wider as you go... Uh, you sometimes miss two pellets and then do less damage and it's really weird. Yeah. But if you crit, you do three times as much damage per pellet with no damage drop off. So it feels as though you're breaking a stalemate and participating, but yeah. all you did was get lucky. Yeah. Uh, where in competitive, in order to do the equivalent of whatever random shit that was, you do, you, you like you shoot them three times at a range that does as much damage. Like, yeah. it's kind of dumb. Um, so, in the ult to critical hit equivalent, I guess, that I'm trying to make, it feels as though, like pressing Q to wipe the team because the ults <laughs> are too strong, you fire a random rocket in a hallway and kill the entire team to push to win the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's happened in a lot of shooters with any, like, growing up, you'd play, like, Halo or something like that, and you just run down the, the hallway and, oh, I've got the rocket launcher, poof, and then somebody came around the corner like, fuck, and then now you've captured the flag yeah. and take off. Like. I
0: mean, it feels good for the one guy that did it, but it feels terrible for the team on the receiving end. And Overwatch is kind of a special case. It's kind of a false equivalency. Uh, I would say it's I, I would say it's equal, but I can see arguments against it. But um, the counterplay to a Genji running in is effectively. Uh, being not in mid-range, which all the characters need to be in mid-range to do damage, and killing the Genji. But Genji also has retarded abilities that deflect. So, you have this guy that can do 120 in an arc per swing and moves fast as fuck, but also can reflect your shots. That's yeah. unfun. Yeah. Um, whereas, <coughs> if the that situation were no alts, the Genji would have to Go in and out like his class is actually fucking supposed to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, regardless. Uh, and I, I've seen a lot of pub Genjis just like sit there, wait for their all go in. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, I got nothing else. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, that's just how. I, I, I know what I value in a game now, and
0: Overwatch is definitely not it. Well, Overwatch can still be interesting. Again, I really enjoyed. <clears throat> The fact that it's easy to get into and just play a fucking game. Yeah. Um, I still don't like the queue because I I still don't like queues. That's that's just that's just my opinion, bro. Um, but they <laughs> what think, are you do. What are you gonna do? <laughs> but in pubs, it's fine. There's nothing at stake. You can play whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, but if uh, I'm playing competitive again, you know I'm getting salty about those all cool. Oh
1: yeah, no, I would. I would. <laughs> I'm not touching Overwatch competitive.
0: I know casual Dota chaps my ass as well, but it's less yeah. so because there's no imaginary points.
1: It's that's yeah. Like I, I mean, I'll get I'll get my ass chapped in any fucking game. Like, how the fuck did that like Maverick see me? That was bullshit. Like he didn't have a shot on me, but yet my head exploded. Fine, fuck you, whatever. I'll get salted, but like, just Overwatch. Like, cause like, I don't know. Cause yeah, the the same thing in MOBAs and stuff. Like you just. As long, and in Siege, you die, you can take them you like, fuck it, you're on cameras, your focus is elsewhere, calm down, cool. In Dota, you just have to fucking drag that shit out, like, you're, you're, you're like two and five right now, and that Abaddon is like eight and one, like, fuck you, you're not gonna win that fight, fuck off, buddy. Go back to bed, fuck off, what are you doing? Go farm, what are you doing? Okay. Fuck you, fuck you.
0: Uh, well, one thing Zach has... but oh, they I get they,
1: sad because they're saying fuck you at me, I'm oh, sad, geez. and the Russian, and... Oh, no.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what
1: fuck you is in Russian.
0: Uh, fuck you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Zach also has a problem with Dota's really harsh death mechanics. And I say a problem. He it's, it's 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 one of his least favorite aspects about the game.
1: But then he plays a character that like manipulates the death mechanics, which I find is amusing.
0: Uh, it used to be that you just couldn't buy back and doubles your fucking respawn time. That's worse. They they, they 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 smartened up on that. Um, but the death mechanics being of just losing gold and being behind it really feels bad early, and it really yeah, feels bad when you're a class that it really does like it really matters that you 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 lost that game. Yeah,
1: I yeah. I've never been a fan of Dota's you lose gold when you die thing because I think being out of the game for thirty seconds, losing, and then also giving their money is Punishment enough?
0: Well, the the mechanic there, as uh, as I've uh, uh, like explained the Zach, and I say explained, it's more so just like a justification for the mechanic. Yeah, is that in competitive, if you're coordinated with your team, you it, it benefits the team ganking up on the guy who you know is going to snowball. Yeah, like if you like focus on the game and have a team fight, but you notice that consistently one guy is not there and he's farming. He's going to be a problem. Yeah. So he needs to buy out before the enemy team wisens up to his plans, uh, which means that he has to, he has to buy in optimally, and then he loses gold when he dies. So their team, to counterplay you just get, but ganging up on them, has to focus on protecting him. Um, and then that gives a good dynamic of, all right, so now we only send three guys and we send the other two to do the objective. Yeah. Um, but, but again, that wholly relies on your team knowing what's up, which doesn't happen in pubs. Yeah. Like, I'd I,
1: i, I I'd be okay with it as, like, a competitive mechanic, but definitely, like, I, I can see where he comes from. I don't mind it because I guess I'm used to it. Yeah. But I, I do think... I,
0: I know where <coughs> he comes from, too. It just feels bad where if you're playing a carry, even just for the first time or in a pub in general where, like, you're being stopped. You need an item to counter their strategy, but you just can't get to it because your team is not wisened up enough to say, we have to protect this guy to get this item.
1: Yeah. Like Um, I need to go to this lane like I the last game I played as Tinker, like I just kept porting around different lanes, right? But before then, before I could even get the port boots, I'm like, all right, three people are mid, one person's bot all right, I can, I, I don't have to worry as much and they're pushed up to my tower. Yeah. And so I go, I throw the marching machines out and then three people from mid just suddenly teleported over somehow and just fucking ruined my day. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm already like one in five at this point. What's the point? Like, so I, I can understand needing the farm. Like you, you when you're behind you need to farm. Yeah. And if you die and you lose your farm gold, then like, what the fuck was the point of the last forty five seconds? And also now I'm dead for thirty seconds. Like it just feels so fu- like actually probably more like four minutes were yeah. wasted at that point.
0: I don't think turbo Mode has gold loss. I'm not sure. You gain gold so fast anyway, it doesn't really yeah. matter. But like
1: but I can I can understand that gripe because I mean if you're just trying to farm up, you just wasted that entire time. I don't you, you could have just
0: yeah, that's, that's that's the main advertisement of why would you play Dota when you could play LoL, where you keep all the stuff you earn. Which is,
1: yeah, like, and then when you think about it, it's like, wow, LoL seems attractive. I'm like, wow, I'm never gonna fucking play that game again. Like, I have, I've, I'll i maybe dip into it play one game and go, fuck that, I hate this game still.
0: Well, like, again, it's just another mechanic that is tailored towards the best way to play the game, which I think is 5v5 scrims or 5v5 team.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I... Any team game, you'll yeah. want a full team, but we'll never have a full team. It's well, even, you, me, and Zach. That's it.
0: Even, like, three. I feel as though a party of three with one game plan is a lot better than solo queue anyway. Well, yeah, just you a have to do it Yeah, even just a duo. Like, a duo with a properly, like, a, a pair that combos with each other, and that you understand that if you're playing the support in that combo you can just get down Mr. President them all the time. Or yeah. you can coordinate a by four staff to get me the fuck out of there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Fucking law.
1: <laughs> Are we going to go into shit on law mode? No,
0: I, I, I can't shit on law anymore. I don't know how that game is played anymore. That's true. It's been so long, and I can't, like... I can't
1: ma- justifiably shit on it anymore. Yeah,
0: my main gripe with it is... And it's something that I've picked up on Dota is that you can't. I don't like games in which the mechanic is to scale up your spells so much that you nuke everyone on one cast.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel as though, and it's that's that goes back to your alt problem with um fucking Overwatch. Well, Although it's not going to probably ruin everybody team like in the team. Yeah. You're going to take out 35% of their health and make that team fight just like that.
0: If the game wasn't so spastic, I feel as though the problem of stacking on one guy would be a problem. But because everything is skill shot and a lot of people have dashes, um, that is kind of like alleviated. But when your support can go carry on the word go that's a problem, and when you're, like, the only counterplay to that is to be a carry, like, alright, the problem I had with Wall before is in Dota, if you're a support and there's a guy wailing on you with pure physical damage, or at the very least you can't tank the damage so that your carry can kill him and get, like, get you experience and gold, you can buy uh, healing items, activatables, uh, Yule staff activatables to just be invincible for five seconds, but you can't interact with them so that your your team can save you. Yeah. Uh, ghost scepter, which you're immune to physical hits. Uh, for a few seconds, BKB, you're immune to magical hits. Uh, blade mail, they hurt you when you like they when they hurt you, you hurt them. Like there's so much counterplay options just through item slots. Yeah. But in League of Legends, you got the equivalent of Yules, and be a carry,
1: yeah. <laughs> like that, like yeah. That's another thing where I find Dota is a lot more depth because the items are so activatable. Like it, it feels incredibly frantic at some points that yeah. I don't like with Dota because you have not just your main four skills, you have potentially up to seven or eight. Yeah, which I don't mind but i can understand somebody who like like zach mentioned he hates the activatables of the items yeah. because like it it does you got to pay attention to everything
0: it's just so different it's out there in the fact that you would expect the kit that you have to fulfill everything you'd kind of need yeah. everything you need but like your niche in the team
1: yeah you shouldn't need more than the four skills and maybe another button to heal by eating a fruit
0: yeah like that's fine actually can... you, you you heal mana by eating fruit you shut up fuck up <laughs> I don't think you, you eat trees to heal health Oh
1: of course how fucking foolish of me you
0: drink your greens and you eat the trees fuck you <laughs> 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 I hate this game <laughs>
1: <laughs> this game is Dota, this game is the podcast, I just want to watch wrestling and sulk.
0: <laughs> if you hold the fruit, you gain health. Oh, fuck,
1: of fucking course! So I'm healthier when there's an apple on my head.
0: <laughs> but when I need to cast a spell, it's going down the throat, nom nom! Om nom nom, magic missile, om um, nom nom